In this edition of the Spiff Sessions, we'll be exploring the world of industry training and compliance, and who better to do that with than the able agent herself, Charlotte Campbell. Charlotte's extensive agency career and focus on training and compliance is the perfect opportunity in understanding how critical and necessary industry training is, along with how important data and upfront information is in the ongoing fight for a better, easier and smoother moving process. So without further ado, good morning, Charlotte. Oh, morning, Dean. It's good to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting. Well, likewise, and it's it's great great to have you on one on one of our podcasts. And how I like to start all of these our podcasts is very much to get sort really get a, an understanding about you. Um, so I think it would be really uh, invaluable to get sort of just get an understanding of your background and, and really how you arrived at being the able agent. Gosh, well, long career. So, nineteen ninety four, I was at a party and I met a boss of an estate agency. And I just finished my languages degree. I, I'm, a, I'm a French and Spanish speaker. Oh, wow. And okay. I a, job, a holiday job. Yeah. And um, he offered me a holiday job. And uh, I went into the, to the office and started, you know, working as a negotiator. And I was hooked from day one. So I stayed with that company for about 10 years. And I did every single job you can imagine. So I was a negotiator. I was a lister. Um, I was an area manager. I looked after lettings for a 32 branch network for Pattinson's back in uh, in the 90s. Yeah. So very much focused on growth of business. Mm -hmm. And I eventually was was taking on so much lettings stock as a team that I ended up running the entire department and then quickly had to learn how to be head of a property management department. So I was plonked in a role. So I did my other qualifications and learned how to do it and ran a ran a team. Uh, we had about a thousand properties under management back then, and I learned on the job. I learned on the job. It was a scary time. It was a stressful time because I was quite young still, mm-hmm. um, and that's I think where my passion for trainings come from. That I really understand what it's like to change job roles and be and be in a new role yeah. and what you need. So I worked there, and then I decided I ought to have. Uh, um, oh no, that's no, I wasn't. I didn't leave to do a different job. I was headhunted. And I went and worked for Vibra Software. Okay. So part of my role at the company was to roll out a new CRM system across the 32 branches. So I was I project managed that and trained mm. all the team on how to make the most of the CRM system. And they headhunted me and said, you need to come and sell our product. So I ran the north of England, Scotland and Wales was my pat. Um, oh. and, uh, Ireland, sorry, Ireland as well. So, so, so you, 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 you arguably you could say you were operating truly on an international basis. <laughs> it was international, head of international. So I, I did that and I loved it. Honestly, I had the best, I loved that job. Yeah. And it was brilliant seeing technology evolve. It was really, really exciting times. Mm. And then after that, um, I went back to an agency um, I worked there for a few more years. Then I went to work in London New Homes for Knight Frank oh. um, and did that for a few years. So I understand a slightly different part of the world. So I'm a really unusual mix, Dean, of sales, lettings, property management, business to business to agents and London New Homes. Quite varied then. <laughs> yeah. And I've loved all of it, I have to yeah. say. Apart from 
property management that's stressful i found that a stressful job I yeah well before. yeah and, and and you know i've i've worked in business before where property management has been a key part and quite interestingly the rollout of software i roll out rolled out software to a an, an, uh, a franchise network and um it's always quite interesting isn't it once once it's in there and they they embrace it they love it but it's it's very much sort of you know trying to drag a screaming child to the dinner table isn't it need curious people in a business with mm. software even now where a crm is a normal part of your business one of the things i train people in and bang on about is you need to be curious about what your crm can do for you because it's yeah. a much much more powerful tool in all cases um than perhaps people understand fantastic so so how did how did all of that sort of come together to end up with the able agent starting oh yeah well my husband left me so i okay, left my right. husband <laughs> So Sorry about that. Yeah, my husband ran off with his business partner. She's now my accountant, though, so it's all fine in the end. Okay. <laughs> I know. So I, I was left in a position where I had two very young children, and I thought I need to do something a bit more flexible. Mm-hmm. So I went back into agency part-time, and part of my role then was to do training. So I, I got involved in all the training. I ran a homeworker team, um, and I just really got into that training side of things. And I was given the opportunity to train as an assessor and an IQA, an internal quality assessor, a quality verifier for for a college. Yeah. Um, and then I delivered qualifications within this business, and then I took it out and set up on my own for for, for qualifications. Wow. And I did property mark qualifications alongside apprenticeships. But then most of my clients were saying, saying Charlotte. We'd like your both bespoke training as well. Can you come and spend a day with us? So bespoke training evolved from there. And I'd always wanted to set up an e-learning platform. I'd always felt that face-to-face training is amazing and I Mm. love it and I get the best buzz out of it, but it's not enough. You need a platform, you need a resource. And I was very, very keen to produce something that gave the industry a very flexible resource to use um, to give them a hand because I know how hard it is to train, you Mm. know. Well, and, and you know, you and me have shared these these conversations before, and the fact of I've very much been in that similar role over the last twenty years, sort of running training functions and that. And you know, class, you, you know, I remember some people saying to me, you know, but but you're only running a course from ten till four, you know, but they didn't realise that the amount of focus and energy oh. required to do that uh, was like doing probably a twelve to fifteen hour day. Um, and of course, then, yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, oh. But of course, then the e-learning element of it, it. You know, it coins that phrase blended solutions, doesn't it? Which I think is really varied and people can deal with stuff on the spot, as it were. And I think the thing I've learned now, I'm, I'm turning 50 next year and life throws curveballs at you and, and you know that life's complicated. And I think the thing I've learned is I understand how I absorb information. I've learned that over the years. And I got remarried and I have a fantastic husband now and I've got three more stepdaughters. So I'm a mum of five and, and my husband and I could not be more different if you drew completely opposite people. Wow. So I've learned about how people learn, how people absorb information. And I've realised that we all are so different in the way we need to take on information. Yeah. So Able Agent was designed to be a really flexible tool because I deal with a lot of agents who are dyslexic. And okay. sitting down with a load of, you know, text does not work for them. They need to hear information. That's why podcasts are great. Um, they need to hear information or, or watch it. So we've learned the very diverse nature of our industry in terms of the learning. Mm. Wow. Wow. So in terms of sort of the, 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 you know, you know, the, the typical offering from within Able Agent, you, you know, what, what does sort of that include? And ultimately, what's the aim of it? So it's it, it was designed to be a flexible resource. So um, we know that the corporates have 
have resources that they can roll out to their teams and they have staff. Those smaller one, two, three, four branch agents don't. We've got agents of 40 odd agent um, branches and agents of eight, nine, 10 branches. And even then it's not easy to keep training mm. structured. So the idea of Able Agent was broken down into very simple courses and modules. So we have five modules. We have a new starter module with a really nice glossary of terms because as a new starter, you don't want to ask the, what is a vendor yeah. <laughs> question? So we give them all that language in there so they can start. Then we teach them all the basics, you know, handling inquiries, mm -hmm. you know, all the lettings legislation, all the estate agency legislation, the sales skills, customer service. They're all broken down into modules, but we cover estate agency and lettings, right. customer service, compliance and law. So you've got a resource. So we say to people, start with what you know. You might want to start with the stuff you do every day because you know you're going to fly through that. You're going to feel confident you know it. Yeah, quick wins. Yeah, and we designed the qualification to recognise how much agents know. I don't transpire to this view that agents don't know anything. They're not no. experts. They're not professional. I do not believe that. I think there are really brilliant expert agents out there who know a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so the best thing for me is when you've got somebody who's done 20 years of experience saying, I really liked your qualification. It helped me really recognise how much I know. That is massive because it should but they also always say to me, but I also realized how much I don't know. And that for me is the point of training. Yeah. Recognize what you know and fill in the gaps where you aren't so confident. So mm. each course has a quiz. So you do little self checks and those quizzes are written in exactly the same style as the qualification exam questions. Mm -hmm. So you're doing mock papers all the time. People have always all my career said, have you got a mock paper I can do? They're all built in. <laughs> yeah. you know? They're all built into the platform. Yeah. And then when you've done the five core modules, you can go off and sit the level three certificate in property advice and practice qualification. Lovely. But it assesses you in estate agency, lettings, sales skills and compliance and property law. Right. So it's a fantastic blended qualification. I believe very strongly, Dean, that people should be property experts. Yes. They should understand the breadth of the industry. They don't know how to they don't need to know how to carry out a check in, but they need to know the laws. Yeah. So once you've got this breadth of core knowledge, you can go on and specialise. So you can specialise in property management and there's an additional qualification you can sit alongside that. The same with auction, huge opportunity in the industry at the moment with auction. So understand it to be able to sell it. The same with um, sales progression, always been a really in-demand training course, understanding sales progression. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, I'm writing the listing and property structure course. And then next year, it'll be leadership and management. So we're continually developing content so people can evolve. Yeah. So once you were able, we've got, a, we've got a progression plan for you as well as, you know, your get started plan. Fantastic. Fantastic. And of course, you know, you look at the qualification element of it, you know, that's growing standards, professionalism. Um, and, and and one thing I was, I was sort of quite interested to talk to you about is when you take those sort of that, that those those you know improved standards that, that that professionalism and that sort of things and obviously there's a there's a lot of talk out there at the moment in terms of agents you know being required obliged whatever it whatever it might be to start providing better upfront information in those transactions mm -hmm. um so so you know how do you think though that standard those standards and professionalism sort of tie into that mentality of of being able to do that because ultimately we are the property expert mm. we are in the industry whether you've been in the job for a week or a month or a year you need to talk knowledgeably and with expertise so for me, 
what we should be doing our best to do is advise our seller, advise our landlord. What is the best product and solution, Mr. Seller? Is it auction? Is it private treaty? There are choices. Did you know that? And they don't. And did you know that you, you know, did you know that there can be issues with title that may slow your sale down? You know, there are areas of information that we know that you have to declare on your property details. So are we advising them on that? Because I think I think we are naive as an industry if we don't realise how much the customer wants us to advise and be expert. Because otherwise, why wouldn't they just put it on the market themselves and shove a board outside? They don't want to do that because they're scared of it. Mm. So they need to trust that we offer them the right advice, that we give them information and facts. And I've trained valuers and listers for years and years. And when I go out with them, the ones who are successful are the ones who take their arm around the shoulder of the clients and say, look, I'm the expert. It's my job to get your price right, your strategy right. I've got. I've noticed a little bit of dump in that corner there. Let's have a look and let's have a think about what that means. Or should we be concerned? And then you advise. Yeah, and I think that's you know for 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 too many years, I think the impression of our industry has been one that you know uh, that price, that fee, sign here, press hard, couple of photos, off we go, and we're not interested in the rest. But there is being that there's, there's being a seismic shift, isn't there? And and. Massive. Some of the yeah, 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 part of the industry will go along with that. The part that chooses not to go along with that probably may not be in the industry for much longer because there will be yeah. that requirement. When you even when you look at things like uh, AML and ID and things like that, um, you know, it's all you know as frustrating as as we might think it is. It's 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 a phrase of I I was used to sort of think of as there's doing business and there's doing business well. And, and yeah. it's, it's very much moving, isn't it, to that point of, of yeah. doing business well in that respect. And ultimately, you know, we, we should be charging good fees for what we do because it isn't just about putting it on the portals. And the portals are great. They make mm. agents' lives easy. Yeah. There is a steady stream of leads. There's a steady stream of buyers. But how you manage those leads and how efficient you are and how you advise the clients and how you nurture the journey and build those relationships is what makes you stand out as an agent. Mm. And if you started that relationship with that potential customer, you know, when they're early days considering selling, then you shouldn't have competition when it comes to putting it on the market. And then you can charge the right fee. Yeah. And I think we do deserve the fees to be at a really good level, because I think as an industry, we have a lot of expertise but there are gaps in it in some areas of the industry. And there are some pockets of the industry where the expertise isn't there. And I do think regulation, although contentious, may help that. But 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 it needs to be enforced. You know, it's not you know, a tick box qualification is no good to anybody. It no. needs to be a qualification that adds value and gives expertise and knowledge. And we are very, very passionate about the fact that what people learn on our qualification not isn't just about the law it's about helping them do business well yeah you know i remember as a neg you know things like i'd write down on a note deceased estate divorce probate when i was booking my market appraisals now i've been through divorce and i've had you know coin the phrase shit happen in life you know that that's not just a transaction it's not yeah. just a tick exercise and i think agents you know, the good agents really understand that the customer wants advice and support and guidance. Mm. 
and the relationship should be much deeper than what's your fee and how much is my house worth? Yeah. We should have built a relationship before we get to that stage. It, it, it's recognising, isn't it, that every client's situation is different and some can be happy journeys and some can be sort of painful and emotional journeys. And it's, as you say, it's not just a number on the board. It's not just a board outside a price and a fee type thing, isn't it? Um, and and I, I just wanted to keep... Sorry, if you're a young 22-year-old Neg, you haven't had life experience no. yet. No. Love you, love you. You haven't though. You know, I was chatting to a couple of lads at the EA Masters who were—they were—they were fantastic. These guys, so target-driven, but a lot of the life experience hasn't come. Although one guy was arguing with me, he said, "Well, I have because I've suffered bereavement. So when I deal with somebody who is in that situation, he said my heart goes out to them, mm. and that empathy will be very, very powerful for him as being a trusted advisor to that client." You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a shame, really, isn't it, that sometimes we have to go through those painful processes ourselves to be able to empathise with our clients, but. Yeah. that 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 is life isn't it and that that's what yeah. that's what makes us human and um, just, mm. just there was just something i wanted to pick up on you were sort of talking about the sort of the expertise and, and the knowledge and mm. so forth and of course uh you know we're, we're talking today and obviously uh you know i'm on the swift side you're on the able agent side we're all about data and you and me have spoken about data before and that mm. um but that expertise and knowledge um you know when it comes to data as as, yeah. a, as an example, whether whether it's upfront information um, or compliance, you know, certainly around uh, the good old consumer protection regulations that, you know, they were always there, weren't they? But of course, um, and, you know, you and me are of a, a, a length, vintage. If, if I say a length of time in the industry where we remember probably PMA coming in, well, I know I certainly yeah, I do. do. Um, yeah. and, 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 and CPRs were always there. And of course, they arrived um how, how you know what's your thoughts on how you think sort of just you, you know typical data can assist in sort of that better upfront information that compliance side of things in terms of helping agents the client wants the data yeah. it's as simple as that ultimately the client wants to know you know if they've got a problem with title you know what schools nearby you know you don't want as an agent to be walking into that property and that seller knows knows more about every house that's sold on that street than you do mm. you know you need to be talking knowledgeable you need to be looking at the epc what's the square footage has brian down the road done a loft a loft conversion and extension is that is that data showing me that there's more to this property than than anywhere else you know and i think tenure we've got so much um, in the in the news about you know leasehold you know, it's topical. So a consumer needs to understand it, but they need to be guided mm. because leasehold isn't always scary. Sometimes it might be scary, but we need that data and those facts to be able to offer that really good advice to the customer. And I think, you know, I watched something on um, on Facebook the other day and they were saying that the number of inquiries for agents coming in from people asking about the data before they'll even view shows this shift they wow. want to know about the location, the council tax. They want facts about the property, the leasehold, freehold, whatever it may be, before they view, because they are more educated. Not in yeah. all cases, but our job is to support and educate them, I think. And, and, and of course, you, you know, you, you go back five, you, you know, probably as, as, as short a time as five years ago and, and further on from there, this information was, was sort of never really readily available to uh the agents you know the frontliners as i like to call us uh you know you sort of had to wait until a sale had been agreed and then it was up to the legal eagles to have to deal with it so mm -hmm. you, you know um you, you know what what's your thoughts there on on you know when you can tap into that data and how that can sort of raise standards ultimately and and therefore elevate the service that agents provide 
Well, I think at the moment, the consumer doesn't understand the process very well. They don't know what can go wrong. So I think having access to, you know, elements of data that allows them to prepare in advance and say, look, this is a concern, you know, this, this title not being registered might be an issue for you. That can slow things down. My advice, Mr. Seller, is to think about that. Mm-hmm. It comes back to, you know, not necessarily data, but if you spot a specific problem at a property, rather than ignoring the fact that there's a damp or a big crack, are we offering advice and saying, you know, when you moved in and had a survey done, was that looked at? Have you had any repairs done? Has it caused you problems? So all of that combined, if you have access to the data, the council tax levels, you know, all the facts about the property, what's sold nearby, you know, how big they were, you know, what the energy is, you know, the energy usage of a property is, what can be done to improve that property. If you look at all that information, you can then talk really knowledgeably Mm. with a seller about how to position their property really well. What makes your property stand out, Mr. Seller? And then from a buyer's point of view, we know they want that information. And it goes down to those old estate agency comedy sketches, isn't it? Where, you know, all the viewer does is open the door and go, hello, this is the kitchen. Hello, this is the bedroom. They don't want that. The customer doesn't want that. They want us to have access to the data at our fingertips. So we can say, oh, I'll have a look. Well, yes, there was a couple that sold round this way. You're right, that one sold. I can access it on the Sprift dashboard. I've got all this information there. Mm. So it just enhances the difference between what we know and what our customer knows. Yeah. Because the biggest risk is the customer thinks they know it all. And why would they need you if they think they know it all? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we are the experts. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and this is it. You, you know, the, you know, it's that seismic shift from, from us just being purely property marketeers, isn't it? To being that trusted advisor, that, that property expert now. Um, yeah. And and you know I I suppose it's it's, it's one thing when, when when you look at that and how you know the platforms present that data, um, it's it's one thing to get the client embracing that and what the agent is telling them, um, but what what do you think the sort of the key or the secret is is to get in the industry and and, and, and agents specifically to embrace that sort of you know approach there and that being being that trusted advisor. I think the movement is starting now with the Intesolat. I always think that's a comedy phrase. Intesolat, the National Trading Standards Estate and Letting Agency team. Their move with Rightmove to highlight the importance of information up front on the property details and putting facts on the details. Why wouldn't we want it? I mean, you know, when I work, you know, probably in the subscriptions act days, it was, if in doubt, leave it out, close your ears and go la, 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 wasn't it? You know, (laughs) it's not that now anymore. You can't do that. You have to be able to have the uh, the information. But if I look back at my career in the 90s, I'd have given my left teeth for the data that you have access to now, because it would have allowed me to stand out. It would allow me to have expert conversations. And ultimately speed up my sales progression. Nobody wants surprises further down the line. If early on we can help our seller get legally prepared, we can get a bit of advice on what we think might be an issue with a property. We're not supposed to be surveyors. But, you know, once you've been a lister for a while, you know how to spot a damp patch. Mm. You know if they've come up on something's come up on a previous survey in that area. Or you know you've got an issue with radon gas or shale. You know, you, you need stepping up and advising the seller. I think all of that becomes really important and from a CPR perspective we have to give our buyer enough information to make an informed choice whether to view so there'll be facts that we have about a property short lease for example 
that will be relevant because a buyer may not be able to get a mortgage. So they need to know about that, you know. Um, so all of that combined, I think the upfront information that we have access to, the upfront information we present on our property details, all of that combined raises the bar in terms of the yeah. advice we can give our sellers and the support and guidance we can give our buyers. Absolutely. And, and, and the agents understanding the benefits of that is only going to be a good thing. It becomes quality business. More stock, better yeah. listings, higher fees, quicker cash in the bank because your sales progression works more effectively. Yeah. What, is there anything else I could do? What, free mugs? I could what, do free mugs. <laughs> what, what, what's not to love about all of that, quite frankly? <laughs> well, it is. And do you know what? Most agents do get it, I think, yeah. Dean. I think, it's, I think it's unfair to say that, that they don't. Mm. I think it's a really tricky industry because we're busy. We're yeah. so busy. And I think this is why systems are so important. And I think to big up what we do, training is so important. Because if your staff are confident and they nip the problems in the bud and they talk as experts and they spot the problem early and they understand sales progression and the processes and inquiries, if they mm. understand all of that, then they are much, much more able to, to demonstrate why they are different. The differentiator yeah. is often your team in business. Yeah. And as you said, you, you just, you just said that yeah, they're much more able, thus the able oh. agent, I guess. I mean, I mean, yeah, your, your segue to that, Charlotte, was priceless, quite frankly. And uh, it's one of the many things I'll be taking away from our conversation today, I can tell you. Well, you know what? <laughs> the other thing that was really, really uh, precious yesterday was my trust me, I'm an able agent hoodie. I spent all in day in that, you know, that's got to, that's, that's worth winning. <laughs> we, lo- we, love, we love the merch. Um, as, as, as they say, I mean, you know, everything we've spoken about uh, in, our, in our sort of short time together just, you know, j- just just says to me how committed and sort of passionate you are about sort of raising those industry standards. Um, but, y- you know, yeah, what is it that gives you that sort of that, that, that belief that, you know, that's what we've got to do and therefore what you can do to assist that? Because I think most negotiators and listers want to do a good job for their client. Yeah. I think there are very few out there. I mean, yes, we like commission. Yes, we like targets. We need to. We're salespeople, you know, and not all businesses operate to to targets. Um, We have to have that drive and that passion. We have to have that goal. But I think most agents want to do a good job. And I think training in the industry has not made it easy. I don't think training, I think some of the corporates are lucky. They've got money to throw at training. Yeah. Smaller agents, they don't have that. And they start a business or they've been going for a few years and they're busy and a staff member leaves and training is a hassle. So I've always felt that your first introduction to the industry, if you're new and you haven't worked in, in, in the past, has always been poor. In most cases, I don't think they're given the support. And I think that's why our staff turnover is high. Yeah. People will leave a job if they think they're failing. You know, and I left a job once because I felt I was failing. So I don't want people in the industry not to give it their best shot to become successful estate agents because it's a career for life Mm. that people love. Yeah. You know, so so the raising standards bit for me is a combined thing. I, I am on the side of the business owner. I get it. It's about money in the bank, profitability, retaining clients and doing a good job. But I also understand how hard it is to train a team to be them. It's very difficult to um, to have something uh, in place easily and effectively that enables that to happen. There yeah. are agents who do it brilliantly. But even really good agents, when they see able agent, they go, oh, my Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you allow me you allow me to do the really important stuff 
the brand ethos, the style, the tone of a business, because you can do all the basics, Charlotte. You can do all the core stuff that every agent needs to know. Mm. And I can concentrate on making sure that happens and that I'm having, you know, that I've got the right brand and my staff are doing a good job. But we've got a recruitment crisis at the moment. There are no staff. No, we have, we have yeah. From outside the industry. So surely training and supporting those new starters we're going to have a new breed mm-hmm. and they're going to be hungry for progression. They want qualifications. They want a career. They don't just want a job. I think we've lost a lot of people out of the industry who've got disheartened, who are threatened by regulation, perhaps don't want to get a qualification. We've got this new breed. We need to give them big cuddles mm. and we need to support them and train them and help them be the best agents that they possibly can be. Yeah. And, and of course, that new breed, you, you know, if they're coming into the industry, they'll, they won't know anything different um other than you know e-learning uh yeah. mixed with classroom training so so being able to arrive on day one and jump onto a platform just to kick start things and get going will just be the, the anticipated norm if anyone is a parent listening to this look at how your children learn yeah learning has changed dramatically over recent years you know mm. the pandemic has fast forward learning you're, you're 22, 23, 25, 27, 28, 30 year olds. They want to be able to look at something on their phone, watch a quick video. We've got a YouTube generation. You know, they want video, they want ebooks, they like quizzes and testing and validation. So, what we've created at Able Agent is, is such a, an amazing tool yeah. because it really supports that, that generation coming through. But the one thing I think we have done well is that I'm, you know, I'm the older generation. You and me, you and me, Dean, we're the, we're the old guard now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a year ahead of you. So uh... <laughs> we are the older generation yeah. and we are the ones who are scared of the qualification. I've yeah. done this for 25 years. Why do I need it? Why do, well, I, need why do I need it? I can give great service, you know, but I think I think the, the interesting yeah. thing is, is although although we are uh, the older generation, you know, there are still members of that older generation that I, I think would, you know, me there's two of us here now that I think I can talk about who very much, you know, still embrace the technology and the technological revolution. There, there are others that may struggle with that. And there are others that will just, you know, you know, sort of soak it up where, where they can. And of course it's down to the individual, isn't it? And it's also the job of us as the pro- providers of whether it's Swift providing data, Swift providing the data to make it easy for all mm. people They've got to be used. They've got to be easy to use. Yeah. And I think Swift is absolutely brilliant and simple and streamlined and easy to use. Oh, well, thank you. Able Agent is easy to use. And I think the thing that we've done really well is because I get it. I get what it's like to be an estate agent for 25 years and be a bit apprehensive of doing a qualification because quite a lot of our clients say to me, I wasn't academic at school. No. Don't matter. You are an expert in your job role. Let me help you demonstrate your expertise and the whole point of able agent is if you're good at what you do we're reinforcing that we're supporting you and we're giving you that badge at the end that reinforces it we really get it we get how much you know mm. and, and i think those agents who are slightly older who've gone through our qualification have been quite scared the thrill if you weren't great at school the thrill when you get this qualification that endorses how good you are Honestly, they have me in tears every blooming time, you know. <laughs> it's really, really amazing. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Well, look, just um, it might be an interesting thing to sort of like start to wrap up on. Um, but we've mentioned regulation uh, on a couple of occasions throughout our conversation today. Um, uh, you know, whether people embrace it, are fearful of it, whatever it might be. 
Uh, I mean, what what's your views? I mean, do you think the industry should be regulated? I think in an ideal world, we wouldn't need regulating because yeah. the laws that are in place at the moment would be enforced and those rogue agents would not be practising. And I think it should be tougher to become an estate or letting agent. There should be some hoops to jump through. Um, do I agree that people with 25, 40 years of experience need to study a level four qualification? I don't know. I find no. that quite tricky. I think I think there's an awful lot of really good estate agents who may struggle with that that mentality of doing that. And we really don't want to leave lose good people out of the industry. Mm. But I suppose all in all, I think that regulation, raising standards, allowing us as an industry to demonstrate that we are a professional bunch of people. Because, you know, the, the, the public may have an impression of us, but the reality of the, the agents I deal with, and I'm sure the agent clients you deal with, they are a really professional, passionate, driven bunch. Yeah. So I think those agents that I deal with, they don't fear regulation. They're completely chilled about it all. Whether it'll come in and when, I talk to the government department every so often and the feedback that it's not on this year's agenda because it's not part of the, the Queen's, it wasn't part of the Queen's speech, so no. um, it's, it's not going to happen. Next year, who knows? I, I have an awful feeling, um, and this is based on knowledge and conversations, that when they decide to do it, it will be all hands on deck and a mad scramble. And I think the reality is it will come and it will be very, very quick. Yeah. Um, and I don't think agents should worry about that because there will be timescales put in place to support that. And I wouldn't be rushing to do qualifications now just to tick the Roper box because, you know, what, we don't know what that looks like. That? We don't yeah. know that. That's but I would absolutely be thinking, well, I, I have an opportunity to train my staff, get them qualified and be ahead of the game should Roper come in. But if I'm doing it for the for the good of my business, because I'm going to learn more about you know the law and I'm going to get better sales results. Absolutely do it. If you're doing yeah. it just for Roper, wait till we know more about it. Fantastic. Charlotte. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation this morning. That's been really insightful. Um, and and uh, for someone who's been heavy at it in London for the last three days, uh, and I sort of thought, oh, you know, does she want it just a day with her feet up? Uh, the energy and the passion that you just sort of portray in 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 this um, is, is just fantastic. So I, I thank you very much for your time today. Dean, I, I love it, though. I love training. I love the industry. And at EA Masters, I had so many cuddles because I love the people as well. So what's not to love it? We're a loving bunch, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Lovely. Well, my thanks to Charlotte for her invaluable insight today. For further episodes, please search for The Sprift Sessions wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you'd like to know more about Sprift and what it can do for your business, please go to sprift.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.